Welcome to the Heat Factory. Rob Stevens here, and I am joined today by two of our frequent contributors, John Mistovi and Jesse Parker, who are off the heels of participating in the Full Grip 1K. Both of these guys played in both the GLC tournament and the current meta tournament or the upcoming meta tournament for Fusion Strike and had a great time, I think, with some highs and lows. So I'm really interested in talking about this tournament in terms of the upcoming meta. But before we get to that, I want to do a little bit of Pokemon in the news. Let's hear it. Found this from Revolver. It's called Pikachu moshing at a suicide silence show is the best thing you'll see today on Halloween night at the Las Vegas House of Blues. Someone dressed in a giant Pikachu costume was caught moshing at a band called Suicide Silence Show. I'm going to show you guys right now. Yeah, dude. Here it is. What does that mean? Like in a mosh pit. Oh, mo oh mosh. Going oh, wild. Gotcha. Okay. Going nuts. Okay. Mosh pit. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the, like, the... There's some uh, video evidence, a 12-second video of Pikachu moshing in the link I just showed you. Take Give yourself oh. a second to look at that. Okay. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. Yo, let's go, Pikachu. So, um, didn't know he had it in him. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I know. Look like that's a little intense. Gets a little more intense than it feels like it should. That's the Pikachu I want on a TCG card. That's what I have to say about that. It's <laughs> suicide silence Pikachu. We've got surfing Pikachu. We've got flying Pikachu. Let's get Moshing Pikachu printed. Yeah, Moshing Let's Pikachu. Let's do it. I'm wondering well, if this was an ill-advised plan by the, the person who came in the Pikachu outfit and was like, I'm just going to bop along, and then the Mosh Pit started. Why do they tackle him? I don't know. I don't know if he's the victim there or if it's just like they all were going hard. Oh, wow. Huh. Like, they all like look like they're having a good time, and then just like the last three seconds, everybody just like bum rushes the pikachu huh. i like that if you flash to the band like the bass player at the when they flash to the band the bass player at the very end is like laughing <laughs> like, that's our pokemon news let's get to the meat and bones of our conversation here let's talk about the standard format tournament john you played a unique creation and jesse you played mew from fusion strike the new mew deck the first thing I want to ask about is, Jesse, how do you think Mew is going to fare in this new meta coming up? Um, I think you had kind of a mediocre day with Mew. I'm not sure if that was a part yes. of the deck or just matchups. Or what, tell us what um, happened and what do you think about the deck. Yeah, I mean, I think going into the event, a lot of people thought the deck was going to be pretty strong. I mean, there were some people saying it was going to be, it was a little overhyped. Just, I mean, it, obviously it's the big, like, new pokemon you know the mascot of the set so people were kind of comparing it thinking it might be like rayquaza Vmax, and that you know people kind of overrate it and then it ends up like not being good at all but i don't know i thought at the very least it'd be like a tier two deck i can't say i was that super confident in the deck mm -hmm. just for the sole fact that it has like a horrible you know obviously all your guys get one shot by umbreon um, yeah, and Gengar, yeah. VMAX, in the single strike deck, which is a very popular deck. So I knew that going to the event, I was like, I kind of just wanted to play something new, something fun. And, yeah. you know, the, the deck does utilize like a whole new draw engine in the Genesect V, you know, being able to draw 
from your deck up to as many Pokemon as you have in play multiple times. So that kind of intrigued me. I was like, I kind of like generally have liked like turbo style decks that can like modify their damage. Kind of like how, kind of like with Pikaram, like it reminded me of Pikaram, you know, with the power tablets acting like Electro Powers. So I thought it would be a deck that I would like a lot. And I I didn't do a whole lot of testing with the deck beforehand, but I kind of did some like theory crafting, like about what, you know, what generally my game plan would be. But the games did not go the way I thought. Most of my games, well, for starters, I got paired up against, I guess I should say, I went one and three, and then I dropped. So <laughs> two right. out of those four games were against Single Strike. The only wow. game I won was against like like some Galarian Weezing Sableye deck. Yeah. And then uh, I also lost to a Shadow Rider in a pretty close matchup. But yeah, the, the games went pretty, I mean, the games ended so quick. I wasn't... It just seemed like every game, uh, I would lose the coin flip, so I'd have to go second, and then my Genesex just kept getting bossed and knocked out. Like almost every game was just like, bo- they would just go, you know, evolve their V Max, boss, 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 and then the game would be over. Because the Genesex only have 190 HP, so right. they pretty much uh, get knocked out by anything. And then obviously against Single Strike, you know, you're just fighting an uphill battle. You can get return knockouts on things, but you'll just lose. You'll just lose the prize race, like nine times out of ten um you can definitely win if you win the coin flip and go first and you take like back-to-back knockouts but yeah the deck uh didn't perform quite as well as i had hoped but i think it's the deck still has some legs i think that it's going to take a while for people to figure out what the right list is i'm still kind of torn on whether i think cross switcher is correct in the deck or whether you should be playing like draw supporters or just rely on the peony engine so yeah. I'm not really sure on the uh, on the counts and certain cards. But you think it has the potential to be like a tier one? It do- Yeah, it definitely has potential. I mean, the deck is kind of like builds itself in a way because obviously you want to play a bunch of Fusion Strike Pokemon so you can utilize Genesex ability. But I think uh, it's not quite as good as I had hoped. I think maybe I just had a, had a little bit of bad luck with it that day. So I wouldn't count it out completely, but... I definitely think there are some things to be discovered with it still. Like playing, you know, you you can play the um the Excelgore. I believe Connor Fenton did pretty well with his Mew VMAX list. He played the uh, Excelgore version, a 2-2 Excelgore. Mm-hmm. That is a grass, a one-prize grass Pokemon that does 120 when it moves from the bench. That helps yeah. your single strike matchup quite a bit. And Connor got really close to um making top eight with that list. I mean, he was playing a list with like, for v- battle vip fast for Cramomatic. so yeah his list was very different than mine um so yeah um in general I- i'm pretty okay with how the deck played it just like hit some unfortunate matchups john you played something out of your own creation it's a deck that i find a little hard to describe because it's built around several dark pokemon and i only got to watch your your one stream game there the deck's built around Glaring Weezing, Crobat VMAX. It has Sableye in there. I think, do you have Glaring Moltres in there as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so almost like a dark box. But tell me how you came up with that and what, what kind of your thinking was. You did end up making a top eight, and I think you hit a bad matchup in your top eight. That was kind of tough. But uh, talk to us about how that deck functions and, and where you see it situated in the meta. Right. So how I developed the idea was using a similar approach to how I approached the first 1K in which we were just experimenting with Chilling Rain. Um, was that the last set, Chilling Rain? Yeah. Yeah, okay, Chilling Rain. 
and evolving thought, skies evolving skies sorry sorry yeah jeez jeez well there wasn't a 1k for evolving skies was there yeah, the last one K was with Evolving Skies. You know what? I you know I should just probably disconnect from the podcast. I'm sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. So, we'll cut. We'll cut that. You can actually keep it for comedic effect. I'm a human being. <laughs> I make mistakes. It's all good. But for the last one K, my idea was: I know that Pokemon V are going to be rampant. Let me play Altaria. And even though I got top sixteen, I didn't quite get there. So when I approached this format with Fusion Strike, I said, "Okay, what are the most prominent decks?" And those are the ones that relied heavily on abilities. Yes. And I spoke a little bit about that during the winner's interview, that Galarian Weezing was the most prominent ability blocker, if not the only prominent ability blocker of this format, and knew that that was going to be my uh, my main attacker, or my main Pokemon in this deck. And as also mentioned in that winner's interview from Stream, from the Tricky Gym Stream, the original list was 4-4 four, four Galarian Weezing, 1 or 2 Galarian Moltres, that's it. And some Pokeball. I was literally playing Pokeball because all I wanted to play out of the deck were just Galarian Weezing, hope to bring their their like their like HP down to a range in which I could either hit them with Galarian Moltres or just bleed them out with uh, with the poison. With the poison damage. Right, right. So that was, the, that was the original list. But then I realized, you know, I can't slow them down enough, even with the hammers, even with the fan of waves, that I needed to add some bulk. I needed to add some actual attackers. And that's where the Crobat VMAX came into play. That's where... The Galarian Zapdos came into play. That's where the Sableye V came into play. And I know I had seen some lists around with the with the Inteleon and just using Sableye V as your main attacker to clean stuff up. And while I gave respect to Sableye V because I included one in my list, Inteleon was just too just too many slots in the list. Too bulky, That's too yeah. too cloggy at times. And I knew that it was I wanted to have I wanted to have some different flavors in there. And this is how I landed on the list that I did. Galarian Zapdos was the one card I didn't really get to use much, but that was definitely strictly more of a meta call because when you go into an open meta, you're not sure what you're going to hit. And I could easily fit you know, a Fighting Energy and a Galarian Zapdos in to cover my Gengar VMAXs, just to one-hit knockout other Crobat Vs, even just to soften something up like a Zacian or a, an Ice Rider VMAX. Jolteon. Uh, Jolteon, oh, there you go. There's another one. So I felt that those two slots were warranted for those two cards and they definitely helped testing online did i get to use them much over the weekend actually zero times uh but aside from that, that <laughs> that's, that's how it kind of landed on the, you know yeah that's how it goes i mean that's it's a tech for a reason and had i hit any of those matchups i would have been you know happy as a clam but uh that's okay that's okay the more i look at the list it's kind of like a galarian box deck like i mean there's yeah just, there's three different galarian pokemon so it's kind of cool like, yeah, I kind of wish I had Galarian Articuno in there just to kind of complete the yeah. you know, Weezing Birds deck. You know, what like, about the Galarian the... chest plate, bro? The Galarian oh, chest plate. Oh, the chest plate. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been spicy. Tool Jammer just too good. Tool Jammer just yeah, too true, nuts. True. Tool Jammer so good for sure. So, John, going forward, do you think that this is a deck? You know, sometimes, sometimes a deck like your Altaria deck, for example, it's the sort of deck that if you bring it to a specific tournament and it's really unexpected. It can perform well at a single tournament uh, when you're reacting to the meta, but then, you know, if everyone's playing Altaria, then it's not super hard to counter for. So, it, you know, it's a very situational deck. It's kind of the opposite of something like a single strike deck that is just good because of its pure brute strength. Would you say that this deck, this Galarian Weezing box with birds and bats, is more situational, or is this something you think will have legs and stay in the meta going forward? Yeah, I think that this... This list might be, maybe not, excuse, excuse me, not this list, but this idea will certainly 
not be as much of a flash in the pan as like my Luke Metal Welder Greens Exploration, the deck that we built, you know, back two years ago. I don't think it won't be as much of. While the deck was certainly strong for for Knoxville and even for a few weeks afterwards, it just didn't have that staying power as I think I think Glarian Weezing well in a format that's still so heavily reliant on Drizzle to to set up Drizzle uh, or Houndoom or Octillery. So I think that other players will look at my list and take some things out. You know, maybe they don't vibe with the Grobat VMAX. They remove it. Eh, you know, Galarian Zapdos isn't really hitting anybody for fighting weakness. Remove it. Throw some other things around. Another a, a card that I actually overlooked altogether was Hoopa V. And do I actually regret not including that in the list? Not exactly. I think that, I mean, Hoopa, while it's, a, it's certainly interesting with its ability to assume both psychic and darkness types, Rapid striker Shifu itself. Uh, he didn't really. He didn't really make too big of a splash this weekend. And no, will he come back? Not. I don't know. But if he does, then yeah, you can you, you can include the card. Uh, other ideas include energy switch, which I think it, that'd be kind of cute. I would just probably question the the consistency component of adding those in favor of removing maybe like level ball or peers or an energy something like that. But yeah, I'm mean, I'm really interested in seeing what other players do with the archetype. And frankly, I'm just kind of honored or flattered or whatever to see what uh, what other players do with with uh, my foundational list so jesse you usually have your finger on the pulse of the meta pretty well you usually have a good read on it and i'm wondering what you're thinking about the meta in terms of what are your your tiered decks right now i know it's, this meta seems really tough to read and pretty diverse it seems like yeah one of the advantages or disadvantages or however you want to look at it of vmax pokemon is because there are these sort of big strong pokemon lots of decks can become viable so i'm wondering what you know if you're going to a tournament what are the top three decks that you're bringing right now or some other contenders i mean i honestly i haven't been playing in too many tournaments other than this you know the last obviously the full grip 1k and preparing for that but um, from what I gathered online, I mean, it's so hard to judge the meta right now. And I think you can just look at the, on like Full Grip's Twitter page, there's a, if you scroll down a little bit, there's a uh, a wheel that shows the percentage, the, what decks were played that day for the 1K. And it's like so evenly spread. Like it's so hard, which is like exactly what I thought. Like I, I, I didn't think like one deck other than single strike was going to like take up a large portion of the meta. Just because I know how much people love the single strike deck, just because of how simple, straightforward, and strong it is. Yeah. But besides that, it's honestly just anybody's guess. Like there's there's so many like there's so many strong decks and decks that I think have the ability to like win a tournament if they just hit the right matchups and the right person's piloting them, and you have like the right couple techs in your deck. I think that's what like separates lists at the moment. Like I think a card like I think a card like Fan of Waves is incredibly strong right now because like you look at like like look at the top decks that did well recently in online tournaments like the like the best decks like they all like almost all of them play special energy so you're gonna get insane value out of that card in general like that's a card i've been putting in almost all my lists is at least one or two copies especially an intellion list since you have ways to search them out but i'd say like the top three decks that i'd be watching out for especially suicune since it just won you know the 1k uh suicune is just a fast consistent deck it yeah. also does, I, I think personally, does pretty well against single strike because you, you trade favorably into their Pokemon. But I think the other decks that are very popular now are, you know, just single strike in general, especially since it has a new attacker in Gengar. So I think those are two separate decks. I think you're either going to see an Urshifu focus list. 
that deck is more consistent and can utilize capture energy. And then you're going to see a more Gengar focus list that plays the hiding dark energies. And both lists have merit. The Gengar list is less prone to Leafeon because you have free retreat in the um, in the hiding dark. But the uh, Urshifu version is just more consistent because you have the you know you have the fighting type, you have the capture energies because Gengar's attack requires two to three dark synergy, so you can't really utilize capture energy very well. Suicune, I'd say, is number one. Actually, I'd still say Single Strike is number one. Suicune is probably number two. And then number three, honestly, could be anything. It could be Shadow Rider. It could be Leafeon, honestly, for people trying to counter yeah. Single Strike. I think Shadow Rider is kind of seeing a little bit of a resurgence. The Inteleon VMAX is, I guess, a lot better than I expected it to be. I didn't think that card was good at all, and it ended up getting top four. I think Zacian's still a solid deck. There's, there's definitely. I think Jolteon is still one of my favorites. Jolteon. That's the deck I had sleeved up in case I didn't play Mew. Yeah. I was gonna either go go with Suicune or Jolteon just because they're both extremely consistent decks. But yeah, I think and honestly Mew Mew V Max is just like still a really strong deck. I think it can definitely pop off if it draws the car it's car, the cards in the right order if you're able to use those power tablets on the right turns. It's a an effi really efficient attacker. So yeah, I think between all I think really it's you kind of just have to play a little bit of every deck if you can and just pick whichever deck you know you feel like you know is going to be good for that specific tournament it's really hard to make a call right now though i i was saying earlier how um usually i can get a good read on like a certain meta when i when i go to like league cups but like right now it's just like it's it's all over the place really so uh i've never seen a meta that's so matchup dependent in my time of playing it seems like so much more important than it has in the past just you know with pokemon giving up three prizes so yeah. yeah, that's kind of like my take on it at the moment. John, if you weren't playing the deck of your creation, your wheezing birds, bats, what deck would you bring to a tournament, that aside? Rob, I've been playing this deck for seven weeks. I don't know any other decks, man. <laughs> that's right. <That's> <laughs> to be honest with you, brother, I do not have any other deck experience aside from the time I've spent with Galarian Wheezing. If I had to pick uh, a deck, I would probably be in the Suicune camp. There's something about being able to charge up an attack in one turn, having the consistency of Inteleon, the ability to snipe with quick shooting, while also being able to grab all the trainers you needed with shady dealings, that I would consider is pretty strong. Also, without having a three-prize liability in your deck, that also sounds pretty good. I wouldn't be playing Ice Rider, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Also, Ludicolo is dope. Ludicolo is sick. Just the ability for you to one-shot yeah, things is huge. And Ludicolo's artwork is just incredible, so I'd like to pay homage to him in that regard as well. So that would be that would probably be the deck that I would that I pick, but I've never picked up a, a Suicune in my life. Uh, I forgot what a Lotad was, and uh, I don't own any Inteleon, aside from the one that I used at the GLC tournament. So, yeah. I think that... <laughs> speaks volumes to your dedication in deck building, right? That you found an idea, you followed it to its logical conclusion, not conclusion, but maybe the logical situation of the meta. You right. developed that deck for, you said, seven weeks. You, you Yeah, know, I spent a lot of time with this list. A multitude of things, and that's how you build a deck, right? You have to sort of, you have to be aware of the meta and the way the meta is, but I think what's so smart about your deck is that you focus on one idea, which is how do I block abilities and get big attackers to block abilities, to back up Weezing as it's blocking abilities. And so what you did is you focused in on that, and that was a road to success for you. Yep. 
especially at a tournament with the names, you know, that were in this tournament. It was a lot of big names, a lot of really good players, and uh, 80 players total. That's a lot of players. It's not a small player pool at all. All right, so let's talk about GLC then. The second day of the tournament. Was this right? The second day of the tournament was GLC? Correct. Sunday. Yep. So let's talk about GLC a little bit then. The second day of the full group 1K tournaments was a GLC Gym Leader Challenge. It is a format that lots of us are falling in love with, Andrew Mahone created. And you guys played, I don't know, was it the same exact 60 or just a very similar list of a water yeah, GLC deck? So yeah, it was the same 60, uh, pretty much card for card, except uh, we had different War Turtles, but that hardly matters because <laughs> I right. couldn't find the 90 HP War Turtle, so I played the 80 HP one with a Paralyze attack. But yeah, um, if you guys don't know, GLC, Gym Leader Challenge format, it's a really fun format. You should definitely go to gymleaderchallenge.com. Uh, it's literally gymleaderchallenge.com. It explains the whole format. It's basically a singleton format where you can only play one of each card in your deck, and you have to stick to one type. So if you play a water deck, it has to be all water Pokemon. You can't play any Pokemon with rule boxes. Um, so it's a super fun format. It is like infinitely better than standard, in my opinion. It is The games last so much longer. A lot of games are nail biters. It really feels like how the Pokemon card game is was like meant to be played. It's like a better expanded format. When you were on stream this weekend, speaking to the power of this format, I was actually at the beach with my family, and oh, my nice. kids were swimming in the pool, and I was like, I'm going to hop out the pool. Jesse's going on stream. I heard the little ding. Somebody posted. I think you posted that you were going on stream. I was like, I'll hop on, watch Jesse for a couple minutes, and just kind of see what's up. Pull my phone out, sitting on the side of the pool, turn it on, and I was just sucked into this format. Your game was so intense. So many minor micro plays that made a would make a huge difference, and you had a real battle in that stream game that ended up yeah being a tie. If I yeah, so uh, yeah, I played on I played on stream. Uh, it was my winning, not my winning end. It was like round four, I believe, or round yeah. three or round four. And yeah, I made a crucial error. I played a uh, Guzma that I thought was a boss's order, and I basically. Uh, retreated before I played it, so I ended up really screwing myself there. But yeah, a, a one little mistake can that like that can cost you the game. It ended up making the game into a tie when it should have should have easily been a win for me. Not easily, but I I pretty much had the game locked up at that point. But bes that's besides besides the point. It ended in a tie, and then I ended up playing John in the sixty card mirror. We both played uh, obviously a water deck that had some pretty cool text in it. it had a white curum in it. That was like the main spicy thing that. It's a water attacker, obviously, that does more damage for when it has a fire energy attached. It does 80 plus 80, so 160 damage. Really strong in GLC format. It's also not weak to lightning, which was the major reason why we played it, because most of the attackers are weak to lightning. But yeah, I ended up tying that first stream game, and then I ended up getting my redemption. I played on stream again for my winning in into top eight, and I ended up beating a similar psychic deck to get my, in a really, another really close game, to get into top eight. So yeah, the deck ran really well. It was a lot of fun working on the deck with john you know making all little changes every day testing it against certain types uh we didn't test it for you know seven weeks like he did it like he tested a standard deck for that long we, it would only took us a couple weeks to put the list together but uh yeah super fun and you know it, i ended up losing in top eight to some of the worst luck i've ever had in my life and i don't even i'm not even gonna try to break it down if you if you want to know what happened in my top eight match i ended up playing against azul uh garcia griego uh, who is like obviously a very great player, and he played a colorless control deck, which is like an insanely strong deck. And it was a heartbreaker of a game. If you want to know what happened, go to my Twitter at uh, Jesse Parker with no A in the Parker, 
and read, I think is pretty much my latest tweet. It was a really, really, really unfortunate series of events. It ended up coming down to my own fault why I lost that game. But yeah, uh, it was it, it was still a really fun match. And yeah, it was just a fun tournament in general. And John got top four. We both made top eight. And John, you lost in top four to the, the winning deck. Is that right? The grass deck? That I won? lost to Azul as well. Azul clapped us yeah, both, both back to back. We both lost to Azul. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Azul slaying the podcast here. The, yeah, well, um, after I lost to Azul, I got really tilted and basically just left. And um, then he had to play against John. And yeah, there's really, uh, I actually thought the matchup was going to be good. But unfortunately, that Colorless deck is a little bit stronger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and our yeah. deck really didn't have a good way of beating it. There's not really anything you can do um, in that matchup in general. You kind of just got to come out the gate swinging and hope you can take enough prizes before they just lock you out of the game. I think if I had to go back in time, I might even consider Lapras as my main attacker. So you just yes. stacking energy and then confuse Ray. I was thinking the stack same energy. thing. Yeah, yep. I mean, I, I, this is all just unfortunate hindsight um, and just yeah. a lack of experience. I mean, once again, we didn't test as much as we did. We, and right. we knew that colorless control was going to be there, right? We knew Grant sure. and Azul were going to be there. It was just a matter of knowing that we were going to steamroll everybody else, even though I took a loss to Psychic and had an unfortunate tie on stream. Kind of relied, kind of fell back on our just natural ability to play the game, and you know, I'm keeping that natural ability, but our our ability <laughs> to play the game, and and I just didn't quite get there in, in the finals, and the I guess in the grand scheme of top eight, but I was still able to you know walk away with a little bit of cash. Yeah, and I say there really isn't any better player to lose to than you know one of the best players of all time who playing like one of the most broken decks of all time. You're able to play every cut. Every control card that's been banned in the past. You can play Reset Stamp. You can play Blalba and Bryson Man. You can play Resource Management, Orangaroo, Hex Maniac. Like that deck's insane. Like, uh, yeah. so definitely not a horrible deck to lose to. But, and it was awesome to be able to get top eight with the same list. So, well, guys, thanks for this discussion of the Gym Leader Challenge format as well as your decks that you played and some of the meta in the current standard format. I am really excited to dip my toes into the standard format and hopefully can find some some success with some of the upcoming online tournaments I plan on entering. And all of us are also, I know, holding our breath for when tournaments come back in person. And I am already looking at flights for those sorts of things. Nice. But let's nice. go ahead and plug our stuff. Jesse Parker, anything you want to plug here tonight? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Jesse Parker, without the A in the Parker. Great. John? Uh, you can just follow me on Instagram, at Johnny Mucho. Just some photography on there. That's about it. And hey, next time you see a tournament that's being streamed, watch out for these guys. They're good enough to always be on those streams if they're at the tournament. My name's Rob, and I am the co-host, along with Owen Rob, of this Heat Factory podcast. We appreciate you listening. Check us out on twitter at heat factory pod follow us on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts make sure to rate us five stars give us good ratings tell a friend about the podcast if you enjoy us and we will be back very soon with more content like this have a great night Bye. Bye.